Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the TOVG Podcast. My name is George Weedman, and uh, and here this week we have returning after a very long hiatus, Gerard the Completionist. <laughs> I guess... It, it, I guess it's correct. It's it's. I should show up on the podcast that's named after my channel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, which is like fine. We've come into our own here at the TOVG podcast. We 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 are uh, Jimmy Belikoff and Matt Visual as always, and mm. and sometimes we have we we have others in on the fourth. This week it happens to be the person responsible for this whole mess. By the way, it's uh. It's 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 nice recording on this fancy new microphone you sent me. Yeah, man, no problem. Glad glad to uh, help out. I I did some research on this this Shure SM7B that uh, for listeners I gotta fill you in. Gerard and and Alex and the folks sent me a fancy new super high quality microphone. As it turns out, Michael Jackson recorded Thriller on on this model of microphone. Yeah, yeah, that. that's 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 specifically why we got those mics because that's 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 too good. That's how yeah. that's how legit it is. <laughs> I have like this giant contraption thing in front of me. It's it's the 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 PSO one studio arm hooked up to to the Shure SM7B and the and the Mackie Onyx Blackjack. I am I am looking at something that looks like it was from pretty much from from, from Mega Man. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. It's great. I, we, I've been recording on ones because I, I use the office microphone. Gerard is definitely on one right now. Um, Matt Visual needs to fucking get with the times. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm totally fine with my RE20. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm no, I'm just kidding. That it's, it's actually funny because you're the only person that I've never had to master audio for for the podcast. Really? It's always yeah. like, yeah, I've I, always I do. not been good enough. Your your audio is like it's not bad. You just have a, a like a, a hiss and background noise. Oh, all over thanks. It. thanks I, I've Jimmy. seen I've seen the track. Uh, I've seen the, ch- the the track. Okay, <laughs> I was there. And every time you move or you make water noises with your mouth, it comes up on the on the track. I'm like, oh oh okay. That, that and I'm revi- just there to make more noise, basically. That reminds when I'm me. There. I've, I, I've got messages, and and you said you did too from fans who were like, George really needs to to quit sloshing yes. his. Bucket of ice in the microphone. <laughs> I got personal emails from that. He's like, dude, I really like your podcast, but TOVG, like, someone needs to stop. 
The sound needs to stop, like, molesting ice in their mouth. And I'm like, I, I can't stop it. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's my bad. And, and for the past three weeks, I decided to, to shove the mega slurpee under my bed for, for the hour <laughs> the it takes to record Big this. ice gulp. Yeah. yeah from 7-Eleven. Yeah. Right. The 7-Eleven the mega gulp. I, <laughs> I edit the podcast, and I have never... Heard anything? <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you guys have have filled me in when I've missed what may be oh, about yeah. a year of podcast life. Right? Yeah, no. See, you, <laughs> pretty much all we've established is that one of us drinks too loudly on the podcast, and right. that's about it. That's like our canon. You you yeah. leave for a, a, a year and come back, and this is the mess we've left you with. Mm. <laughs> Pick hey, up it, pieces. Hey, it's a good mess. I like this mess. It's if familiar. Any, if anything, uh, the the one thing we've established on the podcast is that George always starts with "Hello and welcome,", welcome. and that's pretty much that's pretty much all we've got going for us over here. Well, no, yeah. I mean, um, since the past year, I mean, we we've got this document thing like down to a T with a, yeah. a, a very thorough outline every week shared between all of us on Google Docs look I got I got all all my um all, all the games the small talks J- Jimmy's got a lot of fez here it looks like I mean exactly one fez but no there's fez there's fucking fez <laughs> I oh, mean it's, oh it's like fez. just one topic well, well okay. okay, yeah, I guess you sound like should, you care should about we, fez. Should we jump into the video games? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, the, that's <laughs> the idea though, right? You're right Right. Um, okay, I'll I'll just go first real quick because I'm mine's uh, I'm playing Fez again because I never hundred percented <laughs> it. I got very close. I got very close. Percented, it, well, mean. yeah, it's it's not a hundred. It's more, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm I finished a puzzle that had that had me stumped for over a year. Like I on in the point where like I did it for a month, gave up, and then like waited. You never until looked now. it up. No, you resisted no, no, hell no. that for a whole year. That's kind of hell that's no. pretty cool, actually. Yeah, I I refuse to look up anything in puzzle games. That's the only. I mean, that that just makes them worth playing, in my opinion, is figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Like I did that with Braid, Antichamber, the Swapper, Fez, every, like everything. I love puzzle games like blind like that. That's the best experience, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, I finally beat the Boiler Room, which I think I'm the only person who got stuck on the that. Boiler Room. Um, that was and, a doozy. That and the bell tower, pretty much anything that has to do with the numbers, because um, there's like letters and numbers in the game. So I finally, I finally uncoded the numbers cube, and I feel like well, you should see my room right now. I have a whiteboard with just like theories <laughs> scrawled all over it, and papers strewn across with like hastily scrawled notes where it's like, does it work like this? Grid, just like singular words with question marks after them as like a passing thought. And then uh, I have three more things to do, and then the game is truly done. Wow. Well, yeah. what three things are they? Because there's one puzzle that I don't think fans ever legitimately solved. Like, it, uh-huh. it's the black monolith. They ended up That's, brute forcing well, it. It took them like two weeks, but they did it. That's one of the ones that I still have is the monolith. Um, don't, and then don't the get other your one. Hopes up, friend. Yeah, no, no. I'm probably going to, it's probably going to be my last one. Uh, oddly enough, Okay, there's there's two secrets inside of the telescope room. I got the harder one, and I can't figure out the straightforward one. Um, the music and in the telescope room, though, right? Is, it's so is good. Rad. It is. It's so you good. have stumbled upon a mystery. Your mind cannot even begin to comprehend music. I, if I'm correct, I think that song is actually called "Puzzle" in <laughs> the soundtrack. Perfect. Yeah. Um, also, the last one that I have is the security question room. 
which that's just fucking. Do you remember that one? I'm trying to. I I don't think that because okay, I, I don't was, want, I I was don't looking wanna... the solutions up because mm-hmm. I wanted to do a video about it and I didn't want to come right. into the video with only like three puzzles solved. Right. So like the ones that might have taken fans a longer time to do it naturally but might end up taking less time to do it artificially are probably the ones I don't remember as well. Yeah, um, essentially there's a block hovering in the middle of the room Mm -hmm. and it has a hint written in the other language on it and you have to decipher the hint and then there's eight letter blocks on the floor and you have to uncover the password through those and... So, so the barrier for this game is pretty high, is what you're well, saying. Is this the 100 <laughs> after the this after is, the 100 percent, or this is like, oh, you can't even complete the game until you like solve these puzzles, and it's well, really hard. There is, there's, there's new or there's one game, and then there's new game plus for, and I actually like it. The barrier of entry for Fez is actually really low because oh, okay. 32 of the 64 cubes in the game that you can get are just regular hypercubes and those are pretty much all platforming stuff and so it's like you know collecting little yellow cubes that make a bigger one and it's all about like jumping around and like making use of the mechanics and that's like fun and that's the part that everyone's like this is just spinning until it lines up and it's like no (laughs) i mean i'm guilty as charged like i will say i liked the new game plus a lot i don't Mm -hmm. know if i liked the first go round so much i mean it's like it's just sort of a thing to lead you through exploring the world. Right. Because it's like, oh, there's little cube bits, so I'll follow them over here. And then like, why do I... Oh, you can get over there. It's like a lot of those kind of moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other 32 cubes are the like the mindfuck puzzles. Like some of them are not oh, so God. mindfucky, but there's essentially there's one room you get to after you start New Game Plus that you couldn't get to before. And it unveils something that like, it's this like... Dear God, the puzzles have been everywhere all along. It's so good. Yeah. I fucking love it. And it's, um, it's actually really... I had a lot of fun getting into it. I ended up making little papercraft cubes. I, yeah, I have as well. Yes, yes. <laughs> and and no other game really like managed to get me that far where I was like having the game bleed out into real yeah. life like that. It, this is the first and only game that I've taken physical notes on ever. And wow. I really feel like I needed you it. Had like, to I did brain. not need it. Huh? Not even Braid. Not even Braid. I didn't need it in Braid. You, you uh, had to do it a lot back in the Nintendo days. Right. But then right. once once devs started having the memory to put like tutorial levels in their games, like that whole thing just stopped like almost mm-hmm. in a year. Yeah. And and it came back and when Fez came out. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so uh we'll we'll update if I managed to beat that in the next month but But, uh this is this is kind of a tangent but i do want to mention like that problem of me not liking like the regular game but liking the Mm -hmm. new game plus is a really weird problem that i don't know how to really like respectively or properly talk about or review Mm -hmm. Mm because i came into that issue with two games i recently reviewed symphony of the night and the witcher 2 and the thing is with the witcher 2 especially like it's a really great story when you look at the whole thing on a whiteboard uh-huh. But when you play through one little sliver of it, one little branch, you're only seeing so much that I don't know if uh, that really, if it really captures the whole experience of what makes the game good. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. When, once you go the, the elf way, like it, it, you get a totally different story, and you miss on so much. Right. Mm-hmm. 
And I mean, not the elf way, sorry, the, the roach way, sorry. Well, you either can it, go with the elf or the non-elf. Right, right. The, no, the non-elf is game. vastly. And I'm, it blew my mind when I saw, like, who the dragon was and stuff like that. People who know, who've played it would know. It's, yeah. it's just like, okay, I, you never know that going but to the roach side of the, the story. I, I don't know if this is a problem or not. There are twists that don't make sense until you play both branches. Right. And, like, that is a super cool thing. But at the same time, that means when you play one branch, you're getting an awfully incomplete piece of what is a good picture. Yeah. So it's like a double-edged sword. It's interesting, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it's different in the case of Fez, just because, like, I think the the first half of the game, the first run through the game, is just supposed to be, like, learn where every, like, learn what all the worlds look like, learn how to use your mechanics and how they get, like, a little bit deeper, and that prepares you for, like the obtuse shit that happens in the second half it's it's it, a little a little gets... lengthy for a tutorial though like i i just kind of got tired of spinning after so many hours i wanted to solve some puzzles but the game never really gave me those challenges until the new game plus man i don't know i had i, I was just like soaking in the world I, I think it's a great atmospheric game so i just liked walking around and seeing the little turtles spinning by me and the little little birds flying around yeah which, which, I mean, like, isn't wrong. Like, it's just such a weird, like, I don't even know if it is a problem. It's just like a weird personal quirk. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. Uh, well, so, Gerard, what, what, what have you been up to? You've been, you've, you've been awfully, off, off, awfully silent up there. I'm wondering if you're scheming something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I've, I've just been in the world of Mario Maker. I've oh just my been, god, did you get yeah. a, did you get a, did you get a press copy? I did get a press copy you of Mario Maker. bastard. Mm. I'm <laughs> trying so hard to suppress my jelly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah trying I, not to seep it out of the edges. <laughs> not to, not to make you more jelly, but uh, it's about three rooms over from where I currently am, so. Uh, <laughs> alright, alright, let's hear it. How, how amazing is this thing? It's pretty great. It's, yeah. there's, there's a few things that as an extreme Mario enthusiast, I'm pretty bummed about, but overall those things are so stupid and small that the game is, it doesn't matter. The can game you, is great. Can you talk about it? Like one weird thing I'm seeing these days, like Mario Maker is all over the news right now and it's just under a month from launch. Like they're being super lenient about the embargo. Like people have already made videos of really weird stuff and like people you wouldn't expect. Like right now there's mm -hmm. a really popular video on a channel I have never heard of called Pixel Cabinet. I mean, mm -hmm. maybe this uh, is a person who works for a bigger outlet. It's a German-speaking YouTube channel, I think. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I, I don't. Yesterday, Kotaku had had a feature about the title menu. Um, there were people streaming it. It's it seems it seems like they're really really confident about this one. They're not not doing any shady press shenanigans this time. Yeah, mm. so overall, I mean, usually with Nintendo products that I've received, ever since I've I've partnered with Nintendo way back in 2012, uh, when the Wii U, was it the, that was when the Wii U debuted, yeah, right? Yeah, right, yeah, right yeah. The Wii, yeah, I was one of the, the first Nintendo influencers that received a Wii U and, and New Mario Bros. U, and I've always just been proud to work with Nintendo. It, it's an honor to work with them. It's always been a pleasure, and I know that they get a lot of flack for their copyright stuff, and everyone does, but... That's like America versus Japan with regard to that team. The Nintendo of America have been nothing but great to YouTubers. Um, and with with Mario Maker specifically, uh, they've been pretty pretty lenient. The, the, the embargo stuff is pretty straightforward. Most of it's just a matter of 
oh, this is a thing that they want to be kept as a surprise and not so much as a, oh, well, it ruins the entity of the game if you know that it's there. Um, mm -hmm. I've actually seen, I, I created a level called Amiibo Costume Party. And since I own every Amiibo commercially available in the US, I made a level <laughs> that shows off all their costumes. And the embargo says that we can't show off a lot of those costumes. So I just made a level to my own being like, hey, you know, I'm sure some press coverage out there is going to release a video eventually past embargo and, and show that. So I made it. And then the day after everyone got the Mario Maker stuff, someone posted a video with my level that showed off all Ooh, the amiibo. And it wasn't and, you. And it wasn't me. So technically speaking, I didn't break embargo because I didn't post any coverage. They did. I was just, I was the content creator who made it. Yeah. Um, That's so, so weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was at dinner with Davis from the Warp Zone, and my Twitter blew up, and I immediately was like, "Am I am I going to get in trouble? I don't want to." This is the one relationship <laughs> the, with the company the, that the I care Nintendo about. Nintendo detectives are going <laughs> to track you down. My uncle's going to call me. He's going to be like, "What did you do?" <laughs> did um, you have, do you have an uncle who works at Nintendo who let you yep. play the latest Mario Maker? Oh yeah, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. Did you know that they're Gerard told me that his uncle said that they're going to make an Xbox that's also Nintendo. I'm convinced. I should t I'd take a photo of it, but then my uncle would get mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, okay, back to, like, real things that really exist. Um, okay, the thing that I'm weirdly most excited about is just having a pack of new Mario levels. Are they good levels? Yes, yeah, so... Excellent. Uh, yes, they are great. I think overall... There's there's created by actual Nintendo employees about uh, 75 to 80 levels. Wow. Are they and how, how long are we talking? How many minutes? Uh, a lot of them, a few of them are really short. Uh, just but they're like there's a mechanic you have to learn or something you have to do to get through it. Mm -hmm. Others Brilliant. are yeah, others are really long-winded and and fun for the most part. A lot of them are themed and you the, the title will tell you exactly like what to do in the level which is exciting because you get in there sometimes and you're like oh damn i don't know what to do there's a lot of cool remix levels levels that have been brought back from classic mario games in the world of mario maker which is cool because they add they, they call them remixes so there's different enemies and power-ups that shouldn't have been there that are now there to kind of give those levels a little more extra original edge if you will mm -hmm. um so yeah overall the 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 nintendo created levels are really awesome and according to embargo, I can't say what happens if if you get that far into the game, but you do get something pretty cool if you you uh, conquer the Nintendo created levels. So it's exciting. Ooh. So this, uh, I I really I really enjoy hearing that because it's just like so much of what I'd want out of this game. Like I I am more excited for this than I have been for a legit Mario game in a long yeah. while. Which is funny because it looks super solid. It's it's also not like. Uh, it doesn't have new in the name, which is like a petty complaint. But I mean, the thing is, I, I, I've always thought Mario levels were best. And, and a lot of the fan projects and ROM hacks emphasize this. But when they're like playful, when they don't really have to submit to a game wide theme, when they could just do like something stupid 70 times, mm -hmm. I, I, I really, really enjoy a lot of fan games that aren't necessarily bound by the thematic consistency that that a new Super Mario Brothers U would have, where they have to have half the game built around a new gimmicky penguin suit they made for him. They can just mm -hmm. go, like, straight 
straight back to to what makes Mario levels fun while at the same time not necessarily even being limited by what they were limited to with back then. Yeah. I I can see what you're what you're saying, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um and after playing a little bit myself of uh of Mario Maker here, it's pretty cool seeing like I've been able to see other people's levels that have sucked. Like <laughs> But I've also been able to see, Jimmy like... the critic. Uh, no, I mean, like, seriously, I've seen some that were just like, wow, this is really bad. Like, this is, like, this is, like, your first level where you just, like, grab the, like, ah, blocks. Yeah, and you just, like, scribble all over the screen, and now blocks are everywhere. And then you start, like, hey, pipes and shoot coins. Yeah, and you scribble those all you, over. You could and make so just a like, level head video about all the shittiest Mario... Ma- <laughs> Actually, holy shit! <laughs> There are ideas here for videos that would fit so well on your channel. Unlimited George. content, yeah. George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. George, yeah, 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 please, please. As if, as if you, as if that series already doesn't exist. I can't. <laughs> I, I, I know it's not an original thought, but I still got excited about it. I know it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. My gameplay channel. I'm gonna do something with Mario Maker. But I, I have to say, uh, my favorite level that I've played by a user and told Jimmy about this. But the level was called. My girlfriend just broke up with me, and now I'm alone in my room. Mm-hmm. And it's just <laughs> a Mario make. It's it's Mario Bros. Wii U uh, underground with absolutely nothing in it. There's not one asset in the game in that level. But the fact that it's my girlfriend just broke up with me, and now I'm in my room is the name <laughs> is the name of the of the level. I walked into it, and I was like, nothing happens. And by the time I got the flagpole, I just couldn't help but laugh. You yeah. you have entered the meta game. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was saying it's like an art project. People are going to be doing like interpretive Mario levels now. Uh, this is so brilliant. I'm I'm going to try to request a review copy. I hope I can get my registration through because I've never really cared that much about getting Nintendo review copies until this one. But this is what I'm really looking forward to. I I'm not even. I just want the game. I, I will buy it if I'll, I don't get a I'll review take copy. It, and I'll if take the it two days good, after release. Just send just right, Nintendo. Right. Hey, Nintendo. It's your pal, Jimmy. I, um. I was at a GameStop for the first time in several Whoa. years the other day, and uh, I, I was looking for Mario Maker. I looked up the release date, made sure it wasn't out, and, and I would have bought it if it was there, because mm. this, is, this is something I want. Yeah. Um, what, what I was saying, though, before I tangented on to bad levels is there was all i've also seen like a couple really interesting levels that people have made that are very like reminiscent of rom hack stuff where it's like you play it a few times and you die a few times and you're like what's going on here and then you like figure it out and you're like oh i see mm-hmm. and like it's actually some cool design going on and so i i guess i was kind of just assuming that it was going to be a lot of the spammy like draw shit everywhere and that's the level thing but in just like just the press copy i've seen like a bunch of cool levels already and so i'm excited to see what like when the global level sharing launches and people start like getting upvoted and downvoted based on how good their level is and stuff i'm excited to see like the best of the best levels or if there's like level packs or whatever oh yes level packs (laughs) would be fun this is kind of the thing I I I liked about uh, Little Big Planet uh, back when uh, that first came out, and I was like, oh, I loved playing the levels and seeing the creative stuff. But this mm-hmm. is like on a different level. Mario I feel. Maker it, probably will have actually good jumping. Yeah, <laughs> just, just everything just being solid. Hunch. 
Yeah. One of my favorite things about the game that I've that <clears throat> I've kind of fell back in love with, with Mario games is that every game so while you're editing on the gamepad, you can switch between what style of game it is, whether it's uh, Mario 1, Mario 3, Mario U, or Mario World. And all the physics and mechanics of those Mario games have changed drastically over the years. So when you play those levels, you have to remember every time, okay, I'm now playing Mario 3. The mechanics in this in this world are different. I can hold shells, I can aim them, mm. I can fly with the with the with the, uh, the leaf and the P meter. You know, versus Mario World, where it's like, okay, I can now spin jump. I can toss shells specifically up in the air. I can ride Yoshi. I can eat things. Um, so it's really fun to kind of start playing a level and go, okay, yeah, the, the, the jump mechanics are different. The the enemy mechanics are different. It really makes you think as you're building your level, how, how do the physics of this world, or level rather, exist for me as the designer? And it's really fascinating to kind of like have that edge when you're creating a level do they have new uh, mechanics that don't exist in Mario games or are they all like true to the Mario canon there's new mechanics for sure there's yeah. um, there's a uh, there there definitely is dude the it, uh the like you can turn bullet bills into bullseye bills yeah. so they they follow you like heat seek even in like old the old Marios where they could, like didn't have the capability or the mode seven to like make the sprites do that. Yeah. So essentially you can, because there's so many, for the most part, there are level or like game specific assets that you can't cross over. Like the leaf from Mario three can't be in Mario U mm-hmm. um, or, you know, the Cape from Mario world can't be in Mario one. However, enemies are still the same. So the wiggler that debuted in Mario world can now go in Mario three, Mario U and Mario one and, about- and things like that. I, I was hearing you talk about the P meter and flying, and I'm just wondering, like, if you can change that style mid-game and have like Mario One's version of Mario wearing the raccoon suit and flying with the P meter. Like, how how do they manage that? It's just sort of a preset engine. Like, you switch over, and it's like a, a set bunch of things changes. So you can't really like you can't tweak can, the engine. Can you change the style while you're playing, or is it just while you're editing? pretty sure it's only while you're editing right okay that would yeah you you can't you you can change styles while editing but you can't that's that's one of my complaints is that you can't one thing i really wanted to do was have mario one start and then go down a pipe and then out comes a mario three level i wish that was yeah i I really wanted thinking about that it would make a hell Mm. of a fun ghost house yeah yeah oh yeah everything is like slightly different but the same in every room in weird ways and so you just have to use the different mechanics that you're that Mario can do to right. get out of like the same situation in like, a different like way. That'd the be subtleties cool. of the jumping <laughs> physics between each game change every time you go through a new door. Right. Yeah. Like even just having wall jumping. That would in, be uh, wacky. Mario U. Wacky. Wacky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt, what you been up to? Uh oh my gosh. I guess it's not <laughs> well. <sighs> All right, I have to, I have to explain something that's not video game related. Is is that allowed, uh, Jimmy? Is that allowed? I'm fine with <laughs> oh, that. Yeah. I'm, I'm oh, fine oh, are, are the there master rules? has spoken. The master. You, guys have, you, you guys have rules here. What is this? No, uh, I don't know why I'm getting roasted right now. Go ahead. Uh, it's because he says the video game podcast, so only video game related stuff. Um, all right. So um, before my hard drives broke, but last week. Um, while I was editing and stuff, my uh, power supply just cut out. 
Oh, um, great. It's, it started shutting down when I rendered and played anything. I was just like, okay. So I had to take a break from playing Fallout 2 uh, until I got that fixed. So I finally... When when I came back to my computer to actually play some games, I I didn't get a chance to play many. So I am still on Fallout Two. I finished it though. Um, I guess the final thoughts on final. Um, any of you guys played the Fallout like before three? Uh, I'm my hand. No, only only three onward for me. I'm um, I'm, I'm I'm an old school legit real Fallout fan. OG. Um. Yeah, okay. Fa- well, Fallout. Well, part two, fog out. Well, part two is like a better version of part one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same in thing every almost. way, they it's, just it built is a the better, same thing. A better like game the same mechanics, it. same yeah. tech, same graphics, same engine. Ye- um, it, there, there are some things like I didn't even notice that they fixed. Uh, you know what would happen when you have followers, companions with you? They would, uh, w- w- they run around with you and they do body block. So they can, when you're trying to get out of a, a door, they'll stand by the door and just wait. And hmm. sometimes you get stuck in a corner, um, just because you want to go like loot a locker, and then all of a sudden they're like standing <laughs> near like the rubble, and you can't move any for- farther. You can't mo- move them out the way. Then I saw that you can right click, hold right click, move to the side, and you can push them out the way. <laughs> I didn't know that until the end of the game. Like this game does not tell you anything. It's so brutal. I, I mean, I kind of like it in a way, but it, it kind of just. It's a little frustrating at times because you're like looking for that one guy in this town like, oh, he's on Second Street. And you're you're like, what, you mean the whole map? I have to go to every (laughs) single like person and click say what's up. But but the good thing is that like the people that you talk to is very it's a good story. The the dialogue is amazing in this game. I've it it makes me think, did I enjoy the later part three and up? As much as I enjoyed part two. Because part two uh, gets into the, like, philosophy shit. Yes. It which, gets deep. Which, which Fallout look 3, I know, doesn't necessarily, kind of kind of skims back on. But this is why old-time fans really like Fallout New Vegas. is because much like Fallout 2, it's using the same tech and engine and assets from the previous established game. However, mm. it steps, steps up the writing quality considerably. Like there's hmm. a very a very interesting parallel between Fallout 2 and New Vegas in in so many fun ways. And also I want to just like thought experiment. Is it more mm-hmm. immersive trying to find an important NPC by asking around a bunch of NPCs in a crowd versus having them more clearly marked out for you? It's, I don't know. Mm, in, I, in, in I, a top-down I, RPG like like Fallout. Hmm. I'm not really sure what my answer would be. I I would have to say is definitely finding them in the crowd. Like the stuff, it proved to me that it was worth my time to talk to these people. Like they mm-hmm. they like they almost they've almost forced you to, but it you actually get something out of it, which is the weirdest feeling. You're like, oh my gosh, now I have to like click every person, but then you like figure out like th- this person's troubles and and. And maybe you get a quest out of it that got some really good loot or something really amazing happens. And you're like, what? I would have totally missed this if I didn't click around. Mm. You know, unless you're using a guide, you, this is the way you find stuff. Um, it's a little realistic in a, in, right. in a sense. Like, like they, kind of, they kind of intend for that. And, and I, I, I think it's a little bit satisfying. It's definitely more time consuming. 
But Definitely. I mean, back in the day, they were. This was supposed to be like the one game or the second. Sorry, the second game you bought like that year. Like this mm -hmm. was built for for a much less saturated video game market, and so they, I guess, kind of expected more of a time commitment out of per individual consumer. And so I noticed that when I played The Witcher, I ended up enjoying myself a lot more when I turned the mini map off because I got a lot of the similar sensations. Like uh, it was so fun. Matt, Matt will know what I'm talking about here. The the Skellige Isles. Mm -hmm. uh, is, is full of these Vikings who love to party and they throw giant banquets that in the game are actually <laughs> populated by like 30 NPCs, 40, maybe even 50 will be all in a room together and your mission objective will be to like talk to the leader of this band of Vikings at a feast and when you have your minimap turned on, they just have him marked for you. You can walk straight to him. I loved how when I had my minimap turned off, I had to actually like walk through the crowd, mingle, ask around to find out which one was the head honcho at this big feast table. And it felt really good doing that. Huh. Like it was like yeah. a, a, a bit of mental work that got me where I needed to go that ended up getting me a reward in the process. It, 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 was, it, was, it was delectable. It, now, obviously, this should be an option for people who don't have the time to, to, to go in. And right, especially right. if you're reviewing something, this is very <laughs> time consuming. Which is and why I'm sitting I, I'm, there like, oh, I'm running. <laughs> I need to finish this today. Damn it. And I don't want to keep clicking around. I'm totally you know? fine with, with The Witcher 3 and its huge ass HUD option screen. Because you can like take off each individual bit and then have it just as stupid as you want it. And I always have the time of my life. Yeah, it, it's, I gotta try that out, especially on hard mode and the new DLC and all that. Right. You know? Oh god, I've never looked forward to a DLC in years, right. not since Fallout exactly. New Vegas, but holy shit, Pillars of Eternity and The Witcher 3 are gonna have, they're not calling them DLC, they're calling them expansions. And even oh, if they are just now. like Fallout New Vegas styled, like five to seven hour adventures in a one-off map that you don't come back to, I, I'm still excited about that. Yeah, that was that concept was really hit and miss with uh, Fallout 3's DLC expansions. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you played any or many of those. Oh yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah, I've done them all. Yeah. I, I my thing, my favorite one was the one where you go to the swamp. Oh, um, dang, I don't remember what it was called. I know exactly what Point you're talking about. Though. Lookout, maybe. Yeah, something like that. Um, I really did not like the. I did not like. Uh, Operation Anchorage, whatever the fuck. Operation Anchorage. Yeah. I thought that was a lazy DLC. There's um, there's like a divide him. between the ones that are just kind of a A to B linear tunnel crawl, and the ones that actually put you in a new miniature sandbox, just like the original game, but smaller and thematic. Right, like the like the pit was more like that. Right, right. That miniature sandbox, but like Anchorage was literally like you don't even go to a new place. You sit in a virtual reality thing, and then and you like. <laughs> yeah, you pretend to be in a war that happened, and then when you finish that, there's a little vault that opens up next to it that gives you all of the weapons that you got to use in there. And then the guy's like, "No, we want them." And then you have all the weapons, so you kill the guy, and that's, and that's it. And it was like, at least I got the Goss cannon, which was like the best, the best weapon in Fallout Three was that Goss cannon you get from Anchorage. But I don't know, it that it just seemed lazy to me. I hope they don't. I hope they don't, uh... We'll see. I mean, fuck it you up. Know, I, I mean, I'm not gonna buy them before the reviews come out. Right. Because that's just, that's just responsible con consumer <laughs> behavior. <laughs> what? what? What are you guys laughing at? No, it's true. It's true. Yeah. That's, that, yeah. that is, 
that's the thing nowadays that people don't realize how important the value of a dollar is. Like yeah. for, you know, for seven ninety nine a month, that's Netflix or something. For yeah. Um, yeah. for four ninety nine, that could be like tomorrow's lunch. Like people just kind of throw things in the air. Like oh DLC, there you go, enjoy it. Yeah. It's good for you. Yeah. So mm. so pretty silly. Very very quickly before we get into the news, I wanted to very very briefly talk about Megaman. Megaman Legins. Megaman. Oh, Magaman yeah. Leggings. Yeah, that one. <laughs> I know that. I know that one quite well. <laughs> Magaman Leggings. Magaman Leggings. I was. I was. Uh, when I finished my review last night of of Magaman Legumes, I um watched watched Gerard's video. So I know. I know you. You might. You might still have some fresh memories of this game on your mind. Do you? Uh, for viewers who don't get the joke, we're talking about Magaman Legends. Do you remember a guy in Mega Man Legends who is standing in a field fairly early on in the game by himself? You walk up to him and press the talk button, and he says, What do you think? And then it gives you a yes or no button prompt. Do you oh, remember I that? I don't. Now I want to go it. look it up. I was talking with a friend of mine last night who didn't remember this guy either, but I thought it was the funniest thing I have seen in, like, months when I found this guy, this just this, this, like bad Japanese translation man who just like <laughs> walks up to you in the middle of the woods and says, what do you think? And you have a yes or no diet like response box. <laughs> and it's just like, nothing. There's no cutscene introducing what he's talking about. There's nothing weird around him. He's just in a field, a happy green field with some trees and some birds. And he just says, what do you think? <laughs> Does anything come of it? Is he? Is that it? Just like nothing else happens. No, like you can say yes or no, and he'll talk about it's. It's when the tanks are attacking the hole in the ground boss. Do you remember that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you can find an NPC in the woods before them, and I think if you say yes, he says, "Oh, I sure do hope you have it in you to take on these pirates." And if you say no, he'll be like, "Yeah, I don't know. They're really scary pirates, or something of that matter." It seems like what had <laughs> happened is whoever was in charge of of localization or like implementing the dialogue lines for this one NPC in particular somehow forgot to have the line he's supposed to say before what do you think <laughs> so he just straight up says what do you think and you either say yes or no oh my and this God. is a Pretty joke great. that I had in my review I don't oftentimes have jokes but I, I kept I kept well, referencing this thing as a gag right and 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 I'm fine with that. I'm okay. But okay, like you guys might be able to explain to me, like where the hell did this? How how did I become an angry, cynical reviewer? I'm looking through the comments of some of these, and 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 there's one I think on Slash R Games that said, "Wow, videos like this are just ten minutes of George complaining." And I'm like, "No, I made jokes. I found <laughs> funny things in the game and referenced them." Mm. <laughs> So George, I have, and, to, and, I, I have to ask George. I started watching your video this morning, and then mm -hmm. I had to get in the car um, to come to work. Uh, did you like Mega Man Legends? I thought it was like okay. I mean, I didn't really like hate it or love it that much, but it just seemed like mm, I don't know, like an enjoyable, but not necessarily like excellent seven on ten. Uh, I really, really enjoyed the world, the characters. I think we were talking before the podcast was recording about how cool the, the Bonds are. Yeah. Th those guys are, are freaking rad. And, and the, the bon way... The Bond family? <laughs> right. And, and it, like, I can't... I, I actually really want to play The Misadventures of Tron Bond now. Yeah, it's now on PSN, which before, if you wanted to get it, it would cost you, like, $300. 
Wow. Because <laughs> it was a rare game. <laughs> they didn't make the greatest hits edition like they did with Legends. They sure didn't. Oh, what, what about Legends 2? <laughs> I was looking up some videos of that, and you have a lock-on button that you can move with. Legends which... 2 is, inf mechanic-wise, is infinitely better. I ha I've played the game. I haven't, like, really jumped into the story yet. I Because I recently just got a copy about nine, ten months ago. But it's... It's supposedly the gameplay wise infinitely better than Mega Man Legends. It, it, <laughs> I could easily imagine that because I, I loaded up a very quick video. I didn't want to spoil too much, but I saw Mega Man lock onto something and then like strafe around it. And Mega Man Legends, you don't you can't move while you lock onto things, which is a huge problem for flying and moving enemies. Because while you're locking on, you're kind of relying on what the game decides the lock on's going to be, which doesn't usually aim. Or, I mean, uh, head the target properly, because Mega Man fires slow projectiles. You have to lead the target. And the lock-on button doesn't let you do that once you press it. Uh, and also flying enemies that are, like, walking or not walking, that, that are flying around you. <laughs> you can't really counter their movements because you're planted on the, uh, firmly on the ground and, and have to turn into a turret. It's just, like, weird... A whole bunch of weird early 3D quirks like that, I think, really kept me from enjoying it as much as, of course, I would have if I actually played in 1997. But, I mean, still, like, the world holds up. Like, the cutscenes are still really fun to watch. Yeah, they're they're a bit campy, but there's... Which is so good. It's, I, I it's love like, camp. It's like, watch, it's like watching the Power Rangers again. You can sit down and watch the Power Rangers and... And just have a good laugh, entertaining time because it's like we have to get into the Megazord now. Like it's that kind of like pre-notion of it's it's definitely aware that it's campy, but it just embraces it as opposed to like Mega Man Seven or Mega Man Eight, where it's like we have to stop Doctor Wily, where they try to actually just do it seriously. It's, it's more honest. <laughs> yeah, and and that's that's what I enjoyed about it, and what what might I guess end up. I get aging better than all the because it's like it's it's pretty janky nowadays. Oh I, yeah, I, I think with all the red ash stuff, like <laughs> and that's why when, I was playing it actually is to get up to snuff on red ash. When when I saw the red ash Kickstarter and I got the code to play the game for the for the extreme alpha that it was in, mm -hmm. uh, I got excited for the idea of a Mega Man Legends kind of recreation, but or. We rebirth, if you want to call it. But Ooh, gross. That makes me think of Sonic Dream Collection. <laughs> <laughs> but after after playing it, after like really seeing it and experiencing it up up front, I immediately said, you know, maybe it was a good thing that Inafune left Capcom. Like I was wow. in the sense of like, I'm kind of like I don't know. It's I got this feeling of I maybe I don't want to see a Mega Man Legends three game. Dang. At least, at least not with Oof. him, because what, what a fall from grace. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just it's 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 a shame. I think the Kickstarter was was a bad idea so early on. He needed to wait until My Neighbor Nine came out to determine the success of it. And I'm yeah. sure if he wasn't so focused on expanding so quickly, the money made from My Neighbor Nine would fuel the money for a Red Ash game. And it would also just increase consumer confidence. Like no one knows if he's really good for it yet because he hasn't past the test yet like mighty number yeah, nine is right. not out it won't be out for a while maybe he should have held off on a, on a, the next mega man reboot kickstarter game until after that yeah well i think and this is just the the essence of what kickstarter is right people don't understand the the consequences of after you've raised money so if you've raised money for a kickstarter game uh you have to spend all of the money 
by the end of the year or else you're going to get taxed to living hell for it. And the taxes right. that come out of the Kickstarter oh, are so massive. Because then you have like, business expenses for absolutely. that year. Right. Uh, so that makes it, sense. It, it almost becomes like a like a Ponzi scheme where it's like we have to we have to follow the money. We have to get rid of the money or else the government's going to take it from us right away. And mm. so um, that's why anyone who starts a Kickstarter at the end of the year is flat out stupid. Just like <laughs> you should never start a Kickstarter in the month of December. You need to do it right in January, right in February, right in March, and then maybe later on in the year if you have enough time. But you need to give yourself enough time to spend your money because if you don't spend it, you're going to get taxed hardcore. And a part of me thinks that when my number nine got funded and the amount of money they raised from it, they probably had too much money left over and they didn't spend it all enough right away. So they probably got taxed a crap ton, which is what probably Mm. led to them trying to make up for for costs or for whatever reason because Inafune is Inafune and his team of people are helping run things for better or for worse but that's definitely a reason as to why when you start a Kickstarter game and it's funded you want to spend that money as soon as possible or you're in for a world of hurt damn that's that's actually really good insight I mm. there you know never having like crowdfunded anything or managed a large amount of money I completely would never have thought that like year-end taxes would be something for these campaigns to be keeping track of but it makes so much sense yeah because technically it's a business mm-hmm. like, yeah. like the guy the guy who did the kickstarter for uh the potato salad like that was a joke right but remember how he was like i'm gonna kickstart a potato salad and if we raise money i will send everyone a bite of potato salad <laughs> right. I'm, I'm sure that dude made a lot of money from that and like and is seriously fulfilling the rewards of the potato salad but <laughs> he for the amount of money he raised he better hope to have had a budget to produce a factory farm base of potato salad because how are you going to get rid of all that money for the end of the year it's, it's impossible right. you you have to really like be proactive about how to spend a budget on potato salad <laughs> sending everyone a bite of potato salad is actually sounds like one of the most expensive reward goals you could think of <laughs> i mean maybe in, in that case maybe it does pay for itself so he's fine like if, if someone's from sweden and they bought a bite of potato salad from the states that you would make like sense a, with their- a 30 dollar shipping fee for a dollar of potato salad i mean uh, but it also has to be a refrigerated shipping, right? Exactly. Oh, so gosh. they have to pay premium to make sure that's in the container that doesn't go cold or bad or anything. <laughs> and it's God knows like five or six day journey to get from the United States to Sweden. It suddenly doesn't Dang. sound like such a great idea. Yeah. I just imagined I just imagined this like this like sci-fi movie-esque like cryo tank containing exactly one spoon of <laughs> potato salad in it. <laughs> Being like transported by two guys with sunglasses and little earpieces in black suits. Speaking That's a world I want to live in. Speaking of good <laughs> ideas that turned out to be bad ideas that Uh-oh. that got mishandled by two people who ended up having more than they could chew off of. Right. We're gonna talk about Twitch Plays Dark Souls shortly after this break. Eleven world-class contenders. Take them down with your controller, beat them all, and you've got a shot at Tyson's title. Power! 
But for that, you've got to beat Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out from Nintendo. Now you're playing with power. Hey, man, I'm Mike Tyson. Really, subscribe to my YouTube channel to see more great videos. Hello and welcome back to the TOVG podcast where we are um, taking our time to to edit and, and correct mistakes and, uh, you know, spend a couple days uh, polishing up, making sure things are right, rather than broadcasting things live as they happen, which would thus include many, many mistakes, um, uh, player driven errors, if you will. <laughs> uh, uh, streaming, streaming this thing is is not necessarily our cup of tea, but there's nothing wrong with that. On the other hand, there's there's this thing going around called um, Twitch plays Dark Souls. Have you have you guys have you guys heard of Twitch plays Dark Souls? I heard, heard but not it. watched until just now. Watched about an hour the first day. Oh wow! <laughs> so um, well, That's I mean, I investment. like got in and out. I haven't watched a straight hour of this, so I don't know what that must look like. But I mean, I. I didn't just like sit there, you know, with a with a little bag of popcorn, just like glued to the screen, <laughs> you know, edge of my schedule seat, so you can watch <laughs> this guy run into a wall for an hour. Oh man! I, yeah, Ugh. the the entire first twenty four hours of Twitch Plays Dark Souls consisted of them getting to that uh, that first little training section in the in the asylum where there's a guy with a bow and arrow at the end of a hallway. Mm -hmm. And you have to like duck into a room and then run out and duck into his side and then roll and go up and beat the crap out of him. They could not. They could not. They just couldn't. The, the, they couldn't fucking when, do when it. When I first <laughs> watched it, before they managed to do that and equip their armor, they had actually gone into the options menu and exited the game. Yeah. Did they and really? Yeah. They've. they've they fucked up so many ways. The one of the times they did get past that archer and it was like a big deal, and then they immediately used a dark sign. <laughs> and oh, did that, they get invaded and someone killed them? No, they, they're not. It they warps can't you be back to the previous bonfire. Yet. Oh yeah, that's right. And the bonfire was right at the bottom of that hill before the fucking archer. So they were just like, "We did it!" And then they just warped back to the start, and then like. Oh no! That that dark sign became a real problem. Yeah. So, so did the options menu. I've seen them rebind yeah. the keys a couple times, which just like screws everything up. So so what ended up happening for viewers who don't know? Uh, sorry, Matt. Matt's got something. No, no. I was just gonna ask how how is this done because I see it freezing every couple seconds. That, That's part yes, of the yes. part of the algorithm. Part, part of the story as it developed. <laughs> uh, Twitch plays Dark Souls is a thing that exists. You might have joked about it. You might have you might have thought at night about this thing happening. They went and did it. They had a terrible idea. <laughs> And went and made a terrible thing out of it. And uh, it, it, it basically worked off of straight Twitch plays Pokemon rules for the first part in the beginning, where mm. they put in their inputs. They had a good, like, 20 or 30 seconds of delay, and it was just like a clusterfuck of inputs in the first place, so nothing was getting done very quickly. They ended up getting stuck in the pool of the undead asylum, like, literally... What what should take a normal player like 15 seconds to reach after starting the game after about two days, they reached this place and got stuck for three more days until last yeah. night, which would have been Thursday, the ninth or Wednesday, the 19th, mm. in which they implemented what Matt was talking about, where the, the streamer has 
cheat engine set to automatically pause the game every few seconds while the chat votes on the character's next move. Yeah. Which it's, makes it possible, but a little... It kind of spoils it in it, a weird way. It's, it's not nearly as exciting, and it was a 45-minute process to fight the Asylum Demon. Yeah, like you can't one forty-five minute fight. It, it, it's so. gonna make the game take a really long time. Like compound how long it would take Twitch to play Dark Souls in real time. Give that a few seconds of input delay, and then make that thing pause every few seconds, and you have something that might legitimately take years. Well, they turned it off after the Asylum Demon. Oh, that's right, because they can vote on how long the delay is. Yeah. See, here's the th interesting thing about this system. This guy, or whoever the person and or team is behind Twitch Plays Dark Souls, I think they had all, this, had all this stuff ready just in case, but they wanted to see how it would go just raw first. And there are like four different systems that have a continuous voting on which one. So it's like there is the democracy anarchy thing, which we saw in Twitch Plays Pokemon a while ago, where one of them is... Anarchy is every input gets sent through the thing and whichever ones it receives in the frames that it receives them, it does, which gets, you know, the walking in every direction and doing crazy shit and, you know, whatever. And the other one is democracy where it does an action and then it waits a few seconds while the votes of how many actions are being tallied. So, like, if a whole bunch of people say roll forward and one guy says turn left, then roll forward will be taken and then it goes but you could also vote anarchy or democracy to change which one it is. And there's like a slider. And when you get to a, a certain part, part of the slider, it changes which one. And then there's uh, an auto walk versus set number of steps thing that you can vote between. There's a delay vote. And it's it's so there's so much going on with the, that. It's like a like calculus problem going on, like on screen. There are like three sliders moving in real time at the same time, yeah. as yeah. well as an input box of votes being tallied in real time it's a little bit of a clusterfuck it's definitely a clusterfuck but i mean they beat the asylum demon so right. I, have to, I, have to, I have to say sorry just to chime in real quick i am impressed that they have i, I was watching a replay of it today because i think dev posted it on twitter mm -hmm. um they have like a whole donation system going like Do, i think people oh yeah yeah they do yeah like Donated so inputs get like preference or preferential priority that's, or something. That's I don't know, but that's what I'm saying. Like that that's that's a weird way to look at the pay to play model, I guess. <laughs> pay to play <laughs> <laughs> Pay to watch Twitch play. <laughs> no, it's it's pay to play, but um, it's like putting in a quarter and then hitting like the punch button on a Street Fighter arcade, <laughs> and then the next guy has to throw in a quarter and hit hit you know right. a quarter circle, and then whoever votes the most gets gets the command they picked. Yeah, well, one guy's like we seconds. should Hadouken. The other guy's like no, we need to open up the options menu and exit to desktop. <laughs> 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 I I just watched uh, five minutes of a guy falling, and it keeps freezing over oh, and over again. Oh no! Does it freeze yeah. in the middle yeah. of the falling yes. animation? Yes. Oh dear! I well, they can't five even do anything falling. while they're falling. Right, and oh. they're just like entering commands. They're putting up the delay. I, I don't know what the delay does because it goes up and it's still like every two that, seconds it yeah. freezes. I think and I'm like, that, just let him die, please. I think that delay correlates to how often it freezes. 
because like right. they were not able to play this game until they implemented the 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 freeze the freeze democracy delayed democracy i don't know what what do they have a word for the system anarchy and well, with twitch plays pokemon they didn't really need it because it was a turn-based game to begin with they had to turn dark souls into a turn-based game to make it mm. work in this format which is hilarious uh that's so, that's so weird <laughs> it is. yeah it's it's a really weird everything about like i i feel like the novelty has already worn off as far as i'm concerned um twitch this plays, new system twitch plays pokemon <sighs> is just nuts now it, yeah oh yeah twitch plays pokemon is it's they the stock i channel. like that they just well i like that they didn't just like keep running the game over and over again they're doing like different things every time it's pretty cool but um yeah like like i don't know this i feel like with all these systems implemented it takes away the like the whole reason why this would have been crazy is if a bunch of people yelling like roll attack roll and like it just like actually ends up working at, at some point but obviously they were never going to beat the fucking asylum demon in anarchy mode and so it's kind of like this is just to me this is the nail in the coffin that's like yeah twitch plays dark souls is not possible Unless we like resort to a whole bunch Unless of other modes, break dark souls, I, turn it into something right, else, and so then I carry on with watching other things. Uh, so speaking of altering classic video games, mm, what, what, what what did Konami do this time? Uh, <laughs> actually, Konami's okay. It's it's Capcom who is oftentimes in a lot of trouble, but now they got a lot of uh, praise last week because they decided to remake Resident Evil 2, which a lot of fans have been wanting to do for a while. Um, there is a fan remake of Resident Evil 2 that actually looked pretty decent. It was one of two major projects porting it over to the Unreal Engine 4. I say porting it over, not really. They're, they were remaking it straight from scratch. Did I, did I say that right? I think I said scrape from scratch, but whatever. Um, no, you're, okay. you're good. I got you. <laughs> yeah. The the team is called Invader Games. They were remaking something called RE2 Re Reborn. I, I reborn. think. Reborn. Yeah, it's Reborn. Okay. Mm. Resident Evil 2 Reborn, and uh, they. I'm just they, gonna. I'm gonna butt in yeah, for a yeah. second to say that this this whole this whole RE prefix thing is like I'm. I have never played a Resident Evil game, and I'm already sick of hearing the like, like, ooh, reloaded, remake, like, <laughs> remixed. Yeah. Can't. Oh god, I can't wait for the, <laughs> I can't wait for the Resident Evil. Uh, my my heart uh, is rhythm, breaking. Rhythm game. The Resident Evil remix. Re the rhythm. Re them. <laughs> re them. <laughs> it's a re them game. So okay, okay. They, they, anyway, there's, sorry. There's fan, I just had to say the, that. I'm angry. A fan remix got canceled because Capcom said no. And usually, when when that happens, they're really sad and angry. But in this case, the development team posted a Facebook update where they sound kind of happy about it in a weird way, mm. where where they seem like more hyped that the remake is happening than they are disappointed that their remake had to get canceled. Also because they got invited to Capcom to discuss further ideas. It, it was a really wishy-washy statement, but but mm. they seem hype about it. I don't know if that means they're going to get like hired on the team or or if they're going to swap assets or, or like documentation or something for the real remake. 
maybe uh, maybe Peter Molyneux is was there and he's gonna change oh. their all their lives. No, no uh, too soon. Yeah. Too soon. <laughs> my my Molly wound is still open. <laughs> Molly wound. Why does that why does that fit so well? Oh, I don't know. That's there are lots Molly of syllables weird. that fit at the end of Molinukes. Moladukes. Moladuke. It's new. Molinukum. It the X is silent. Yeah, but it's so fun saying it. Molly nukes. Molly nuke. <laughs> Dukes Molly nukesum. That would be. The, the, if if they manage to hype that up, it would be it would be the worst and the best. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they say we're happy Capcom has decided to take the lead of the project and to develop the remake awaited for years by everybody. Nobody could bring back to life the masterpiece of 1998 better than the creators themselves. At which point, like the cynical, angry old man in me wants to be like, "Are you sure, guys? We're talking about <laughs> the, the same company that managed to make like RE6." I mean, I think this is one of those situations where nobody can bring back the life of the masterpiece of 1998 better than the creators themselves. Do you know? Do you know that this is not 1998? And Capcom? most of the team, or most of like the big driving forces behind the team, are long gone. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, Inaf- it, oh. Inafune is making red ash. You guys, come on. Kamiya's <laughs> making dragon derp. I mean, like Mikami if you, made if, the evil with it. Sorry. If the creators themselves are the are the best for that, then maybe you should go to a company that has those guys and find them, make them make the game. Yeah, have have <laughs> Platinum make Rari two. Have Platinum make everything. Yeah, yeah. Platinum for president. I I'd vote for that. Technically, uh, these nuts is doing pretty well in uh, that. Mm. Uh, what was that <laughs> Iowa? Yeah, yeah. These nuts? I'm so yeah, did you not hear about that? No, no, no. Oh, Explain, no way. please. Hold on, I got this. I got this. Okay, it's all you do. Okay. All right. Matt, what if I told you that <laughs> in the state of, is it I- Iowa or Idaho? Uh, it is It is Iowa. Iowa. I okay. In the state of Iowa, running at a whopping 9% in the presidential election, the nomination for the candidates in the independent party is the man D's Nuts. <laughs> hold on, hold on. First name D, last name Nuts? Yeah, First name D's. D's. As in D's Nuts. <laughs> is, now, this, are are that, they talking this, about the band? Or? Hang on, hang on. 9%. First name, first name D's, as in D's Nuts. Last name Nuts, as in D's Nuts. <laughs> D's Nuts. Now, he's actually, it's actually a 15-year-old kid who thought it'd be funny to <laughs> submit as an independent because there's no independence in that state. Oh, it's a person? State. It's an actual person. Oh, but, that yeah. changes but everything. He, it's he's not a real person, but like, um, <laughs> someone, like, he put in the legitimate paperwork and got past all of, like, the hierarchy bullshit. And so yep. they honored him as, like, an actual, an actual candidate. And then he made it on the ballot and just for voting and polling. Nine percent. And nine percent. Nine percent of the state of Iowa is it's, vo- uh I'm looking at it right now. It's the kids from Iowa, the state is North Carolina. Oh, North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. So in that but case nine percent nine percent of North Carolina is with these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Just saying nine percent is with these nuts. That's quite a claim, sir. Nine percent. That's, that's a lot of people. That was like, you know what? 
people who didn't even know what was going on. Ooh, D's nuts. You know what? I'll vote for that. <laughs> I mean, um, it's so funny hearing. I just watched a clip from ABC Seven News where the guy's like explaining Hillary Clinton at thirty-eight percent and Donald Trump in the lead with forty percent of the vote, and uh, a uh, independent candidate candidate from Iowa named D's nuts, <laughs> and he like really pronounced it, really enunciated, super good. So good joke, good prank. So Twitter Twitter is telling me right now that it's still trending. A quarter of a million people are still tweeting about D's nuts, but the yeah. headline that I'm reading here is. Warren G endorses D's nuts for president. <laughs> <laughs> the old school rapper Warren G is for D's nuts. <laughs> I am okay with this tangent. Yeah. 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 Oh, are we, are, we, are, we all, are we calmed down enough to talk about video games? Mm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. We're good. Oh, but what boy. kind of a future are we living in where the presidential race is like narrowing down between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump and D's nuts? <laughs> real, real question is, which one is more funny, Donald Trump or D's nuts? Are we, are we okay. going to have to watch out for the Donald Trump defense force again like last Dude. week? Hold on. Does he actually have one? I mean, he <laughs> Yeah, Great. Jimmy. Um, did anyone? Did the Donald Trump Defense Force actually like get mad at you last week? For what? I remember you made some disparaging remarks about Donald Trump. I remember Wait, in the podcast. Yeah. You, have you already forgotten? I mean, I generally, I think, I generally just don't like him. So it's not like a, a an extremely uncommon thing. But it's for like, me to say something. But are there people on the internet who will really like defend? Um, Video games. Yeah, I I did not receive any angry comments about Donald Trump. So maybe so. maybe we don't have to be careful when shredding around Trump. I'm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, so video. We got like video a few games. minutes left. Um, um. Yeah, let's just cover a story or two. Go. PT inspired Allison Road is going to be launching a Kickstarter. All right. Uh, it's it's that's probably that's not very surprising. It's uh something that that I kind of want to keep an eye on. It's it's a guy. It's a game made by a guy who does CGI in Hollywood movies. He's an environment and concept artist. Maybe not even CGI. Maybe regular A. Um, and uh, <laughs> he he has a minor staff. He's going to be paying to make a game inspired by PT. Except it'll be a full game. And I'm like, yay. Yeah. Um. Did you did you watch any playthroughs of Allison Road? Or any of the the commentaries over there because uh, it's just like no, they just, didn't release just, an actual just screenshots. Demo. Okay, um, Allison Road itself, uh, because as far as I know, the trailer is just somebody playing a like PT style mini mm -hmm. house right. of like a horror experience with it's more of like a a promise that it's going to be a lot more than just that house that it's going to be bigger. Um, and there's no indication that that's even part of the game. It might just be a vignette on its own. But the I watched Jim Sterling play through it, and it legit like it's not it's not PT obviously. Um, but I only say that because it's it's like uh, horizontally different from PT as opposed to being like lesser or more. It seems like it's going to be very good. And it is just sort of a different vibe. Like, 
the main character has a bit of voice acting right. that he does that's like in his head is like oh man like my head hurts or whatever you know like he obviously the dialogue is not that but it's like you'll walk into a room and he'll be like oh, where are the pills <laughs> or something like that and it's like okay like looking for Advil or whatever because I got a headache and then like the only thing I didn't like about the Allison Road preview was that they just flat out show a monster yeah we already know that there's like some bloody girl ghost yeah but like they just flat out like show it at one point like the reveal of it was very good because he like looks around the corner and then it's walking down this like 10 foot hallway that is what the house is so it's like oh god i'm stuck in here but like at the end they just straight up like show it full frontal as it walks and it's like i would have preferred not to know it would have been much more creepy if i didn't know i hope that that's not like the main bad guy because it's kind of a little spoiling and they pass around screenshots of this ghost like nobody's business right real quick before we move on um did you guys hear about the playthrough last week of pt no. Uh, they were saying that uh, Jesse Cox was telling me that someone posted a video online of them walking through the halls of PT in reverse, mm-hmm. uh-huh. like oh, with their yeah. back facing and they're playing. And like you can actually hear a lot more of the conversations. And the ghost would freak out and never attack you because it have a hard time spawning and doing things. Uh-huh. And so like it opened up a bit more, like to the story elements because. You could go in reverse and like not prompt anything correctly, just having your back facing the ghost the whole time. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did see that, and and there's like an argument over whether or not it's legit or if you're just like seeing it load in. Yeah, like like it's there's a bunch of arguments that like oh it's the game's just glitching or or it's intentional. Like they didn't test for that versus did they actually plan for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. So really, really quick, speed speed through like, stories is uh, the, the Uncharted, the Nathan Drake collection is going to get an easy mode and a hard mode. There'll be extras. You also get a photo mode. Any, any thoughts, opinions, comments? Um, mm. Cool. cool. Um, yeah, okay, I yeah. don't play. Ta- um, ta- ta- taking photos in game is a weird thing, but okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it works in Last of Us really well, yeah. too. Last it of might us as well is, yeah. be the same system because it's the same company. Mm. I, I'm I'm down for it. Might as well be the same game. Oh, oh. I have never played either of them. I have no clue. Um, Just roasting da, 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 something da, 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 I know nothing about. Uh, <laughs> Marson <laughs> the, the, Marson Awinski has said snooty things about managing The Witcher's free DLC program. He he says that uh, I would really like to see such initiatives become an industry standard rather than an exception to the general rule. Nice. I mean, I have an opinion about that. I don't know if I have time for it though. Just, I don't how, know. How, I, do I just about say, the Witcher here? Uh, my opinion is yes. roasted. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So, like, the thing is, is um, the Witcher Three free DLC program, I think, is kind of like a little bit of a of a, of a half truth label. Like, they're releasing a lot of stuff that obviously couldn't have been done within a week, but they're releasing it within a week. And they were also talking about this plan way back in, um, b- before the game was launching. Like, they knew about it ahead of time. It just seems like what they're kind of doing is like a sort of splatoon thing where they're trickling out content that could have been ready beforehand, but having it out for free to kind of not necessarily maybe like keep the it it doesn't feel bad because the game's already fine without it but it does have an ulterior motive to sell games keep people talking about it keep players playing it and also win over like it's a hearts and minds strategy they can have all yeah. these all these things ready to go and then call it free DLC and suddenly what they could have just thrown into a patch sounds like they're giving you a free extra bonus thing it's the same thing Splatoon is doing. Right, right. 
And I, in my opinion, I don't have any problem with it. I, it's it's weird because it's like fine, but at the same time, I don't know if like it's like applicable for the rest of the industry. Like like this guy's it, quote seem well, to think it is. Like I couldn't imagine this working with, let's say, The Last of Us. I mean, like, did The Last of Us have DLC? It had DLC for the garbage multiplayer mode. No one played. Well, actually, the multiplayer is not that bad. It just became garbage after they introduced the DLC shit. It started to turn into a pay-to-win system. Ooh. I mean, like, in... I don't know. I th this is sort of the same thing that, like, MOBAs have been doing, you know? Well, uh, but Though also, you don't really have to pay up front for most MOBAs, but it's like... Uh, I don't know. You get stuff at a, on a continual basis, and these are already games that are big. And so, like, yeah, I, I don't know. In my opinion, I like this system for games like The Witcher and Splatoon, and there might be a bunch more games out there that can do this, because, like, in Splatoon, if I would have had every single gun and map that I have right now when the game launched, then would I would have... Like, I, well, I would have... Yeah, because I would have been overwhelmed, and so I would have latched onto one thing, mm -hmm. played only that, and ignored everything else. But, like, because I had, like you know, five guns at the start because I was only, you know, a few levels in when they released the first DLC and that added like one or two at my level cap and then I like leveled up and I got into like, okay, now I have 15 guns and I started like using them all differently and then they added another map and like, oh, I gotta try all my all the guns I like on that map now and then like they added more guns like, God, I gotta find new guns to like and uh, it kept me coming back again and again and it made me get accustomed to everything. Like, I didn't just dive headfirst into the pool. I like put my toes in and then like put my legs over the side yeah. kick my feet a little like, bit like, i guess like my, my general opinion is like i don't necessarily think it's a bad thing i just want to make sure that people are like aware of what they're doing like they're not necessarily releasing this stuff out of the kindness and goodness of their hearts it's very much part of part of the the strategy of selling these games <laughs> So, Guild Wars 2 did something similar with, um, and some MMOs have started doing this after Guild Wars 2, where they release something, well, I guess Guild Wars 2 wasn't the first one to do it, but they, uh, Wildstar started doing it after as well, um, where they release something like every two weeks or so to keep people enticed. But what, what ended up happening is, when they first started doing this thing called the Living World, uh, as they called it, um, mm -hmm. it, it wasn't good enough to hold people's attention for that week. So what people would do is just kind of wait, and if if it wasn't good enough, they just stop playing and didn't care that every week there was some type of DLC or or, or mm -hmm. some type of living world. But I guess that's another way to think about it. So as long as the DLC is good, every week you'll probably keep people coming back to it, or they'll just wait and download it all that or, one time. Were they charging it for it? No, no, this is free. Okay, okay, well, yeah, which is like. Fine, but it also depends on how much is already in the game to begin with. Like, I don't think this could work for small games at all. Just just either, like, games that feel robust and feature complete to begin with. Like, a, a cinematic six to eight hour adventure. I don't, I don't know if that would really work out like that. So people are still playing it and still haven't beat it because they want to finish every little thing in the game. And, you know, they come home from work and they play The Witcher and that's like their game right. for the next two months. But, and then but you, you every free DLC... You, you don't play all games like that, though. There are a lot of games that are just meant to be burnt through in a weekend or even mm -hmm. an evening. Right. I mean, you, you skip everything. Yeah. It, it, it depends I, on the I, person, I, I guess. I mean, there's just, like, not as much to see in the first place in a lot of games. Like, I, I couldn't even imagine this working for, like, Half-Life. I mean, I don't know how it would. Oh, do you mean, like, 
Half-Life 2 comes out and then episodes 1 and 2 is released no, as like free episodes, DLC. It's just like alternate costumes for characters. Like in, that's what, oh. that's what it is for The Witcher. It's like some extra quests which are nice and some extra costumes they're just like pfft, nothing. Uh I don't know. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I I think I think we can move on from this. Uh, there's another <laughs> minor controversy about the mod tools uh, they've released for The Witcher 3, which is like another weird thing where it's like, you know, you can't really complain that they're giving out mod tools, but at the same time, it doesn't really, I don't know, meet, like, meet the standards of what they were promising before, which is like another... Okay, so they've released mod kits earlier before launch. They were promising a red kit, which is supposed to be like an engine-specific game-building tool where players could make entire new... Um, areas and quests out of it the mm -hmm. uh, mod kit they ended up releasing allows player to players to replace and edit assets not necessarily create new quests and and, and areas they they can edit mm. scripts textures uh, hopefully sounds because i want to change out the music when you go sailing um it's just like <laughs> it's just, just a little a little less <laughs> less less powerful and, and usable than than some promises they were making before launch there's actually some quotes i dug up where uh, the same guy who was talking about the DLC, um, um, Awinski, says, uh, For Witcher 2, we released it quite late, it referring to the red kit. For Witcher 3, it will mm -hmm. be faster. There will be an editor. And now, in August, a couple days ago, he says, The modding tools we are releasing are not an editor. Mm. So you don't necessarily have a level editor so much as, I guess, what you would have is um, file extraction tools. Right. Uh, which, you know, it's, it's like, I'm fine. I just can't really, like, complain about getting stuff, right? Right. But at the same time, I just want to, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to input on this. Well, I mean, kind of, a, kind of a side note, but it reminded me of a thing that, that people learned about today. What's that? What's actually, that? I don't, actually, never mind. It's Mario Maker stuff. So I don't know if I'm technically allowed to talk about Does it. Does it have to do with the Amiibo uh, costumes? No. <laughs> it has to do with a thing that allows some very liberal user input for certain stuff but can you make dick levels oh, the, are you talking about the the ranking system no no i let's just let's just move type on it to me jimmy type it now, now i'm curious <sighs> okay okay i'll type it in the skype chat we'll, we'll skype talk type. about it after mario maker comes out um <laughs> after the embargo lifts uh yeah i think we can talk about that that wasn't okay that's a really <laughs> i don't know what this thing is can we talk about it yeah, you can you can set up custom sound triggers that with like l your own sounds in them for the That's game. That's so fucking cool. What? Wait. Yeah. What? So Polygon. Polygon did a video on it actually. Oh, then okay. we're fine. Right. We're fine. Then we're fine. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think Polygon released it today, but you can. There's a microphone built into the Wii U, and you can record a sound clip of you being like, hey, let's -a go, and then you can program <laughs> it. So that's what we are going to do. That yeah. is so oh, good. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, oh, Polygon geez. did, Polygon in their video, they did, uh, like, the uh, Tim Allen, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then there was also, uh, what are those? That was, Perfect. Yeah, so it's it's a cool feature. The thing about, the thing about Mario Maker 2, though, just for sound effect, for, for really asset purposes, is that Everything becomes available after each day you play, so it like slowly weans you in on playing Mario Maker. So that's kind of that, like what we were just talking about with Witcher and Splatoon. Yeah, oh, there we go. It does uh, take a while to unlock all the content, but um, yeah, it's it's pretty tight. Stuff like that's awesome. Go play Mario Maker. Um, so very very quickly, extremely fast. Uh, S Splatoon tournaments are happening in Japan. 
and then and then we'll wrap up. Okay. So you got a million dollar prize pool between 40 events divided between eight Japanese cities put on by a company called the Kadokawa Duango Corporation. And uh, the, the, the event is called the Splatoon Koshian Esports Series. They are also competing at Puzzle and Dragons. But but the Splatoon Cup is, is $1 million total, I think. Wow. That is so, correct, yes. Wait, wait. Wow. Yeah, yeah, wait, yeah, yeah, hang yeah. on. If I'm hearing this correctly... It is not a million dollar grand prize. It is a million dollars million divided dollars between spread over yeah, 40 right, right. separate events. That makes this hold much less weight than it's it sounds still like. Something. I mean, they got to start something, somewhere. Granted, yeah. but everyone's like million dollar platoon tournament. But like, that's not. That's very, very well, like not wrong, out of context. But at the same time, it's so out of context. I, it. <laughs> They, they, it's completely out of context. The, the the big winners between these 40 events are gradually going to consolidate their winnings into something that might be comparable or, or at least a, a very significant portion of that million dollars. Probably not more significant than maybe 10% of it. So, so a hundred thousand for, 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 for whoever wins maybe, a whole lot. Maybe, Max. Maybe. I don't know, man. I mean, I have a feeling like a lot of the lower tier events out of the forty of them aren't going to have any any winnings at all. Well, it says spread over forty yeah. events, so it's got to be something. You know, it's also yes, a near ten percent to move up in the tiers. What's that? What you know? It also is a near ten percent. These nuts, These nuts rankings, rankings in North Carolina. <laughs> there we go. There we go. That's it. We got. We got. We're, we're heading out. I, I, I have uh, social is. occasions. Don't want to be late. Uh, One more. Anything? Okay. 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 Uh, uh, <laughs> Gerard, the completionist. Where can we find your stuff on the YouTube's? Uh, the name of this. <laughs> sorry, the name of this podcast, the That One Video Gamer podcast, is actually inspired by my YouTube channel, That One Video Gamer. So you can also find us all on thatonevideogamer.com. Yeah, that's where we're at. That's listen, where we're listen to our podcast at That One Video Gamer, <laughs> the podcast. Right. Hell, hell yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, we're we're doing we're doing the plugs. Um, I'm yeah. YouTube.com/slash/BunnyHopShow. Where, where are you, Matt? YouTube.com/slash/MattVisualShow. Where, where are you, Jimmy? That's not real. Matt That's not real. Show. God damn. <laughs> Matt, do you want to Matt, get Matt, any sort Matt, of traffic Matt, from Matt, this podcast? Matt, Matt. <laughs> You're doing yourself I'm, no favors. I'm, I'm in this for the nuts, man. That's what I'm in this for. <laughs> Ew, gross. He's in it for D's nuts. <laughs> yes. Uh, you can find me at uh, youtube.com slash sundergamer, or you can support me on Patreon at patreon.com slash sunder. And that's me. Nice, nice. Follow me on Twitter at suddercr. All right, and with that, we will head out. Bye. Okay. Bye. 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 I love you guys. <laughs> I love you. Bush.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.